You're listening to the Slutpreneur Podcast, a place for sluts who like to make money. Here, we embrace the uncensored stories of being a self-made entrepreneur. I'm your host, Anna D, also known as the Professional Goddess. As a stripper turned CEO, you will join me as I reveal my juicy trade secrets and share interviews with extraordinary women who have capitalized on their existence. This show was created because you asked for it. Over the past decade, I've defied all odds to lead six-figure companies with no college degree. I've become a published author, featured in Forbes, and continue to dominate from the comfort of my own home. If I can achieve all this, so can you, slut. So whenever you need the courage to forge your own path or unapologetically be yourself, press play. I'm also going to address the tougher topics and how to apply your war paint for the uphill battles, like breaking stigmas in the female business world or challenging norms in the adult industry. We're going to tackle it all together in six inch stilettos. Thank you for joining me on a journey of self-expression, ambition, owning your sexuality and harnessing the empowerment to build empires while supporting one another. I'm honored to have you here and it's my privilege to kickstart the show. In today's episode, we will be talking to the spiritual bimbo, Isabella James. Generating over $5 million, she is a top 1% OnlyFans creator, podcast host, crypto queen, and adult entertainment coach. She believes that using manifestation, plastic surgery, and the art of business as a spiritual practice can completely change your life just by changing your mindset. So let's welcome Miss Bella to the show. Ching, she's here. Uh, hello, hello. Thank you for having me and such such a cute little intro. We both have the red lippy on today. So powerful. I know, honestly, I was thinking about you when I put it on. So I'm happy. <laughs> the manifestation. Exactly. The alignment. Being a bimbo, like tell me how you define bimbo and when did this creation process of transformation happen? Like why? Like what the fuck? What happened? Yeah, for sure. So just as an example today, when I do decide to read my Instagram um, comments, you know, I post a I've been posting more uh, edutainment instead of just thirst traps and, you know, talking about how I'm like bettering my life and not raving anymore. And some guy literally comments like, you're too good looking to be talking so much. And I'm like, this is exactly why I don't shut the fuck up. And I literally said, I said, just put me on mute then, you know? So my, my bimbo journey, you know, as much as like I'd say or think that it didn't start like from the beginning, like it really did. I always looked up to like Paris Hilton and all these other more like strong just like I could even back in the day, it's like, I know she's doing all this on purpose. Like, it's kind of more of that, you know, like, I've always been very smart. So it's never like, where I'm like, well, I might as well just fall into my, you know, dumbness or anything like that. So but my tr- personal transformation happened, what was it like 2018? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, 2018. So honestly, what what happened for me is I quit. I was prescribed Xanax and Adderall for like seven years. That's a combo. Yeah, from always from the same doctor. I was like, y'all are you supposed to be doing this, but you just want that paper, right? So when uh, what was his name? Little Peep died. I was not a big fan of him, but it was, you know, everywhere. And I was like, fuck, you know, sometimes I have to get Xanax off the street if I don't have a prescription. And I'm like, I don't want to die. Obviously, it was already in my like energy field. So I was just like, this is like the moment where I'm like, okay, I need to taper myself off of it because the doctors were just trying to put me on like an antidepressant or whatever. And it literally was like one of the side effects was like gaining weight. I'm like, that gives me anxiety just thinking about it. I was like, (laughs) how is that supposed to help me? Give me me a Xanax. (laughs) 
yeah, then you have like Xanax, man. Like, and the Adderall too. Yeah, exactly. Oh gosh, um, that was my big thing too with the Adderalls. Like, I didn't take like the Xanax. I had to take it, or I would literally get sick. You know. Yeah. But with Adderall, it was just the the fear of like, oh, I'm gonna gain weight. But I'm like, dude, I'm literally eating so much because I'll like crash from it and just eat. You know. Mm-hmm. So I tapered myself off the Xanax, and honestly, it was like a really shitty six months. Like. But it was at the same time, it wasn't because at least I knew why I felt like shit when it was like before when I was like in that just like spiral of, you know, being on Xanax of like where, you know, I don't even think I had anxiety before I started taking that shit. And it just, you know, just creating all this. And I realized too that I was taking it um, and I was withdrawing every day because the amount I was taking was not like getting me through the day. I realized like afterwards. So six months go by during that six months, I'm like, okay, I need to get into like yoga. And this is so... I was also dating somebody who, I don't know, you you know, it's like when guys don't tell you something, but they kind of like sprout that seed. And it just, it it was the whole blonde seed. And and then, you know, me back then, I'm like, oh, I want this guy to love me. So I'm like, no, I'm gonna gonna start getting blonde hair. Um, So I kind of made that transition. But then it's like, once I got out of like the six months of detoxing, I was like, I started to like give a fuck about myself. And I was like, you know, I want to get into fitness and I want to start eat. I've, I've been vegan for eight years now, but I was not, I was like a carbitarian, you know, I was eating like fucking French fries and like beer, you know, so, um, oh my God. you know, classy. So yeah, I like I got into fitness. Actually, a girl, I'm not gonna say her name, but somebody you probably know the name. I 100% know the name. She she was like super into fitness and everything. And I had like signed up for her training and, you know, just like got really into it. And that's when I decided to quit drinking. And I was like, you know, I'm just gonna quit drinking until I go to holy ship in like six months. And then like two months in, I'm like, I should really just quit drinking because I was like, what's the point? First, I was like, what's the point of doing all this fitness shit? If I'm just like drinking these empty ass calories, I was starting to just realize like how shitty I felt even like it wasn't hungover, like I would get severely sick. So all this goes on. i pretty much sober up I'm still doing party shit and like smoking and everything but the whole point was I just really gave started giving me fuck about myself so then I was like hey you know I was doing snapchat at the time and I was like damn all these other girls are making so much more money than me I said what the fuck are they doing and that's when I realized you know I'm like I'm just gonna change my marketing around and you know I basically you know back in the day it was lifetime snapchat so I like lowered my price and then also this is when fan central was really big I started utilizing that and I started buying promo and that's like one of the biggest things even to this day, like put your money and I know, you know, put your money back into yourself. Well, is this pre OnlyFans? Yeah. I mean, OnlyFans was there, but no one was giving a fuck about that shit. Yeah. Yeah. This was like 20, 2018. Yeah. So what were you doing before like virtual sex work? Ooh, I was on the pole, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I've been, that's I've been that's I'm like I've been doing sex work for like 10 years so like the first three years I was you know dancing doing the sugar baby thing and everything okay. out on you know on the east coast and then when I moved back to Arizona um and this is where I was with everything I was talking about right now I I just like swore to myself I said I don't want to dance anymore I don't want to do like in-person stuff anymore yeah I took a little bit of time because I was working pretty much every single day dancing for like a year and I was fucking tired, obviously. I'm surprised we didn't like cross paths because I know <laughs> you, you guys don't know this, but we've worked from a similar place. So. 
past lives within this life past lives no because again I've I'm I think I'm at my 10 or 11 year mark too and there's this weird transition from doing it in person being in the lifestyle like then to moving into the comfort of your own home and you're like ooh, I can manipulate this a little like I can less energy more money and then all of a sudden you start making way more money than you did at the club and you're like what it, it just clicks yeah you know like you never go back exactly the bimbofic bimbofication am i saying that right yeah <laughs> tits ass like what what have you done and like when did you was this all at once yeah i quit dancing and then i like literally i remember i just stopped working for a little bit and then i took like a week i remember back when i was still taking my adderall and I just sat down and i like studied all the different cam sites and i was like because i'd done cam a little bit and i was like you know how i knew what it was and i was like this is what I'm going to commit to, you know? So yeah, I did not start that. I was like still very much in my, you know, this is, this is not a phase mom. I'm emo. And, <laughs> and I got, and, and I was like, my first persona was bratty Bella. And that was like just created within doing, um, stream mate. And like, I ended yeah. up getting into like femdom and all that. And then Snapchat, I realized that if I was quote more vanilla, that I could make more money and like discovering your niches and whatnot. Yeah. That's cool that you like a little bit of both, like soft and dom. Like I love a switch because you can like just go back and forth. <laughs> That's where I'm kind of at now because a lot of these guys where it's like – I know you know too where it's just kind of like the trajectory. Like a lot of these guys are more into that like submissive stuff because they're just so used to – I feel like society just wanting them to be in this such like dominant position where they're like well, – I'm like – they're like I'm baby. And I'm like I'm baby. You're baby. We can all be baby. We can all be baby. <laughs> no, it, it's been a we- – such a weird shift because when I was webcamming like 18, 19, I was obviously like the submissive like you know teen was probably a tag on my bio and guys would like tell me what to do and it was helping me like discover myself but now like a guy tells me what to do it it just fucking rubs me the wrong way girl yes (laughs) like in especially in a show where they're like you know shove it up your ass da 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 and I'm just like like trauma's (laughs) coming up like this sucks like I want you to shove it up your ass (laughs) exactly and that and that's honestly too with the the femdom is like it really helped me transmute a lot of trauma because I I had been through out in Charlotte through like just some like really crazy shit that went down and I was like I'm like I can be in charge you know like I can I can make this you know where where I'm part like I'm creating this you know and everything and it was like very healing for me but it's just as you know it's just a lot of energy as well like you know the subs like want very specific things and everything so it's like and that's what's beautiful you know with OnlyFans is that you can do all of the things you know there's guys out there that want all the different things you know so it's it's very beautiful and being able to be multifaceted because I've always that's always been my brand is like you know a switch and everything like that so it's like you know I'm like coming back around that's why like I rebranded to like bimbo mommy and it's like because that's what I realized too the guys just it's not even like they want super submissive shit they just want to be told what to do yeah they they just need uh, some guidance (laughs) yeah some guidance (laughs) I'm interested in the plastic surgery because 
Do you think you're making more money because of it? 100%. 100%. Where we left off previously back in 2019, as soon as I started making more money on Snapchat, okay, so the reason I started making more money too is because I was like, I really want fucking braces. You know, I was supposed to have braces like my entire, like when I was younger, I never got them. And so, you know, I didn't realize what I was doing at the time, but it's completely manifesting. So I went and got my teeth clean and I was like, hey, like, you know, how how much would it be to get my teeth fixed? You know, and it's like you, the universe isn't going to provide for you unless like you're specific with what you want, you know, like. And so I was like, OK, cool. I had shit credit at the time. So I needed uh, I remember exactly it's four thousand one hundred and twenty five dollars to throw down, you know, and I was like, okay. And like, you know, taking attention away from that. I just like I said, I started buying promo. This is when uh, we would be doing like premium takeovers and stuff like that. I'm not even kidding. In one week's time, I literally made exactly $4,125. Like it to like the cent was the only thing that was like a little off like that exact amount. You know, someone said the other day, like people will want the dream and the universe will hand them like the batter, the bowl and everything. But they don't want to like mix it together. They don't want to do the fucking work. So how do you feel about models who are coming into the industry that are like, why isn't this working for me? Like I'm blah, blah. And like, how how would you respond to someone who's kind of like giving up before they even start? <laughs> <sighs> okay, well... <laughs> For example, yesterday I was at the bank and, you know, they just love to ask you what you do. And this girl, you know, I was like, I just say social media marketing, you know, until I, until I feel safe with somebody. That's just what mm, I say. That's a good one. I never know my elevator pitch. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I sell dicks. <laughs> no, I sell knives. <laughs> I'm like, which one? <laughs> You're like, bonds? I do want one. <laughs> So she, you know, starts like asking kind of about things and everything. And she's just like, do you need to be consistent? I straight up said, I did not become a millionaire not being consistent. And I don't even like to like, I'm not one to like flex shit, but I'm just like, I'm like, no, I just posted once and here I am. You know, I'm like, girl, you can see my fucking bank account right now. You know what I mean? Like, it's just so insane to me because it's like, you're, you're going to your nine to five consistently. Like Mm -hmm. anything that is going to work is going to be consistent. And I think there's several things. I could probably do a whole podcast just on what you asked me but I think a lot of girls are fucking lazy you know it's the girls that go to the club one day out of the week and they don't understand why they still can't pay their rent you know it's girls that get stuck in their own head but it's at the end of the day with everything it's not putting the work in you know like it's like this is a lot and it's this is what I told this girl too is that it's about creating a container that can just flow effortlessly and that's with everything in life you know like like with the sobriety and stuff like that, where it's like you build, you build up that like momentum where it's like, and then when you wake up one day, it's just like, wow, like this is not even like what I think about. And it's same with like my, my work, you know, like all of our work where it's like, you're able to create that where it's like, I mean, you can make it passive, I guess, but I'm just not into that because like, I'm in it to win it, you know, but it's just like creating where it's like, it flows effortlessly. It's like, okay, this is when I do my content. This is when I do that and everything. And that's what it it is frustrating because I do see so many, um, you know, little baby sluts and I'm just like but you got to do the work you got to create the fan base you got to create the content you know it's like create it and they will come literally (laughs) yeah and it's it's about like on doing it on the bad days too but I I almost it might be a double-edged sword because our generation didn't no one taught us about self-care or like taking time off so I feel like now it's like well my self-care is my my mental health's more important and I get that but had I taken a day off 
every other day or once a week, it wouldn't have, my trajectory wouldn't have scaled so much. And even when I sell my books, I get feedback. People are like, oh, I made, you know, thousands or, oh, I didn't make anything. And I'm like, well, that's the thing. You can, what's the thing about teaching someone, uh, you can give someone a fish or you can teach them how to fish. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Or you could lead the horse to water, but you can't make them drink. It's an interesting field because I th- I think you you make it to the top and you don't expect so many young new creators like asking you for help. You're like, oh, now I'm a guru. <laughs> like now I'm a guru. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, it's like I fuck up all the time too. Like you can't expect me to, you know. But but yeah. So, so I feel like with sex work, self care is very important for me. I think post show self-care, like running a bath and really like nurturing your body. I think it's a lot more evasive if you're like a full service sex worker or leaving oh, the strip yeah. club. It's a lot more on your body. But what do you do for self-care? What's your go-to when you're just feeling like shit or you've overworked yourself? What fuels up your tank? So what I think the, the I don't want to say the issue, but what people tend to get to is that it's like, first of all, like I should only do self-care when I, I feel I need it or like that or like take a day off. Like my, my number one priority in life is like my connection to the universe, God, whatever you want to call it. And that's how it's been for the last over four years now. And that's why I am so successful is because like every single day, no matter what, even if like I can't do a full two hour spiritual practice, like I me- I've meditated every single day for the last four four years, yeah, since 2019, and you know, a journaling, you know, it, it it obviously looks different, you know, in different phases and stuff like that. But it's it's not that I feel I need it, but it, to me, it's more of like my commitment to myself and to like my connection. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing too. And then exercise, you know, like obviously there's some days I don't exercise, but it's like that commitment to that. So it's like I'm filling up my cup before I let it empty, and mm-hmm. I think that's what it is where it's like we it's the same concept of like living for the weekend but it's like if you you know I mean that's a whole different thing but it's like if you just give yourself your your you time every single day you're not gonna like need that complete day off you know and it's also like treating everything like a spiritual practice you know like I my business is a spiritual practice you know my my connection with other people are a spiritual practice and just like bringing the mindfulness into it and not letting our thoughts like control our reality and be saying this I have crazy fucking thoughts all the time <laughs> literally all the time and I'm grateful for that because it gives me more um, availability to to detach from them and observe them and realize that like first of all this isn't even me because all all thought like it's either everything's either love or fear and, and what is not love is just fear but then it's also society's conditionings and it's just you know or it's just past versions of ourselves, or it's our, our past traumas and stuff like that where it's like this is like not my, my big mantra right now is like what instead of what if like what is like what is happening right now it's like I'm talking to you we're having this conversation not like these fucking thoughts like in regards to something that happened 10 years ago that like have nothing to do with what's going on right now so yeah long story short every day self-care you know is is my is my go-to um and then you know just intentional movement at the end of the day even it's just like a fucking walk or just doing some stretching or something like that we we hold up our trauma and everything within our body and like we can't just talk that out so and breath work I'm a big advocate for breath work um that's that's really what I fell into before I got like into just like silent meditation um I need to get back into it more is that right now I just got a sauna 
gone in a cold plunge too. So I've just been, been honestly the fucking, the cold, I mean, I love the sauna too, but the cold plunge, it's like, I literally feel like I I have, I I said a quick caffeine, but I'm just using it um, more intentionally now and not being dependent on it every day because I've never had a problem. I don't want to create a problem, but like with the cold plunge, like I'm lit all day, honestly. (laughs) That's in, do you go somewhere to do that or is that your home? No, I bought I have a I bought a sauna and cold plunge. Yes, queen. Yeah. I wonder if that's a write off. Oh yes, <laughs> yes, girl. Right, I already know what I mean. do. Some fucking content, and then that is for sure. But I mean, that's you know, care. It's the same concept as like going to the chiropractor because you're always on the computer. You know, it's your it's your well being, and you could and if you want to break it down, it's your body, and your body is your work. So yeah, I I highly recommend it. It's so nice to you know, just do it instead of like, let me drive and create that time and everything. Oh, that that's true. Did did you grow up like in a religious household or did were you always this intuitive with the universe and spiritual? No. I mean I like I look back to like I sometimes will go on Facebook and look back at my memories because I'm like, it was always there, but I was yeah. just very much in my in my trauma, you know? Um and what happened long story short about it, so I mentioned the fucking holy ship thing. I went I went to holy my partner at the time got arrested which is very traumatic for me because my parents were arrested when I was younger so it was like to me it was very much like I've been working on myself I've been I actually finally got back into therapy at the time I was doing like um like the medical ketamine treatment so I was like you know trying to manage my like depression and anxiety and then I'm like fuck but this shit's still happening you know and so it like really fucked me up and then like a couple weeks after that, dead serious, I literally was just on YouTube looking up, um, what was it, like nighttime routines or whatever. And I came across these videos that were just like, you know, we're, we're internal spiritual beings having a temporary human experience and just everything clicked. And I'm, de- I'm dead serious. Three days later, I like quit smoking weed and I was like, I was like dabbing and blunt. Like I was like heavy marijuana addiction, completely quit cold turkey. I went raw vegan two weeks later and I just fell like deep into my healing journey. And I kind of like, I don't want to say fuck off, fucked off work for like, like I would say nine months, but I did like the bare minimum. And then, and I'm about to say I did do ayahuasca. I don't recommend doing ayahuasca. I don't think that you need it, but I'm, I'm grateful obviously for the experience, but after doing ayahuasca, it was, you know, I need to silent meditate every day and I need to focus on OnlyFans and it's going to change my life. Why wasn't it good for you? Um, It wasn't that it, it wasn't good for me. I just feel, I have all feelings about this. Um, I just feel that it, like, you know, the same people and no judgment because everyone's on their own journey. Mm-hmm. It's the same people that are like, oh, I need mushrooms or I need this to have these experiences when it's like we have everything within ourselves. And the big problem with ayahuasca is a lot of people do it and then they don't do the work and then they just want to keep doing it but it's like mother Aya shows you what you need but like you still need to like use it Mm. and I actually I slept through all my ceremonies and the shamans told me that I had such deep-rooted ancestral trauma that like I didn't need to be awake for it (laughs) so I didn't even I didn't like I didn't get to see the cool shit but I mean the medicine still worked and like I said like I got what I needed from it but even last year I was considering doing it again but I was like I literally met somebody who had done it 70 times in the last two years and (laughs) but he wouldn't do anything with like he you know what I mean he just kept chasing the fucking dragon and I'm like but I'm like you got to sit there with yourself like you got to like do the fucking work and that's like overall with everything and it's uncomfortable dude like as much as like I am how I am now I feel like shit a lot of times because I'm like processing stuff you know but it's like all this shit that I like you know for the last fucking basically 30 years of my life like never processed and even up until you know I was in I've been in my awakening journey for like four years now and two of those years I was in like a very like 
mentally and somewhat physically like abusive relationship. So it's like, even though I was meditating every day, I was doing it like I was still in trauma. So I wasn't able to like heal the way that I should. And it's like, Mm -hmm. just like a flower, you know, you got to give it a loving environment for it to truly bloom. So that's where I am now. I recently read about if you've been like abused by like a narcissist or something like that, it takes like two years for your brain and body to generate healthier connections on how you like regulate your emotions and stuff and yeah nervous system I mean I'm almost I'm at the year and a half mark since she's been out of my life but I was like whoa I now I can be a little more patient with myself like Rome wasn't built in a day Girl, yes, exactly. And I'll be real, this dude was in my life still until fucking February. I had business still with him. And, you know, I was still doing the best I could. But the universe was like, listen, like, you're not going to get to the levels that you want to get to if this fucking douchebag is still in your life in any capacity. And throughout the last three months, he actually is completely out of my life, even just as of like a couple weeks ago. And it's been like, even since February, my life has turned around completely, like my income has gone up, like everything. Like I have like just these insane blessings like coming through. So it's like if y'all are listening to this, this is your fucking your reminder to detox your fucking life. Because even last year with, you know, I had him, I had at one point I had business with two of my narcissistic exes. And then I had like two two fucking employees that were like hella narcissistic. And well, one one wasn't, but she was just super toxic and all this. And I was like, I'm like, no wonder I was challenged so much last year because I still was just in this like fucking toxic ass web, you know? And it's like, now I'm not, but I still am like, what's, you know what I mean? Like, what, no, I'm not one of those people like, where's the catch or something? But it's it's been very transformative for me to accept the blessings in my life and realize that my life doesn't always have to be so hard and that I don't Mm -hmm. have to heal through pain and that it can be good like I can have everything going for me and it not be like me lying to myself you know spring is in the air lovelies and with it comes a fresh wave of energy blossoming flowers and endless possibilities but you know what puts an extra skip in my step? My fabulous partners at Viahem. Trusted by a whopping 250,000 plus goddesses just like you, Viahem's products are just like a magical wellness wand in a bottle. Feeling a bit frazzled after a hectic day? Cue the Via gummies for instant relaxation. Battling stress and anxiety? Don't worry, there's a gummy for that too. And for those intimate moments, Via has concocted something truly special. High Love Gummies, infused with pleasure-boosting cannabinoids, libido-reviving herbs, and just the right touch of THC, these gummies are your ticket to an electrifying experience between the sheets. But wait, there's more. Via offers an array of other gummies, with or without THC, catering to every goddess's needs. Whether you prefer a subtle 2mg dose or a bolder 50mg kick, Via has your back. From improving sleep to sharpening focus or aiding in recovery, there's a gummy for every occasion. And the cherry on top? You can easily browse and shop their collection online, categorized by strength and effect. And here's the best part, darling. Via ships discreetly to all 50 states, right to your doorstep. No medical card needed. So go ahead, indulge in a little self-care spree with Via Hemp, because you deserve nothing but the best, goddess. Head over to viahemp.com and use code goddess to receive 15% off and one free sample of their award-winning gummies 21 and up only that's viahemp 
V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com and use code goddess at checkout. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level with high love from Via Hemp. Now back to the show. Give I give myself permission to be happy, to be successful. And being so successful in sex work online, do you feel like that's changed the people around you and how they treat you in a way? Oh, yeah, because that's what I realize is that most of the people in my life, and this is derived from, you know, healing, but still unhealed mother wound. Because that's the thing, too. I don't want to say I'm never going to heal, but it's like healing's not linear. And we're always on this journey as much as, you know, some people like I'm like, I ain't fucking healed. You know what I mean? Even other people that are way further than me in the journey, I'm like, you're still not healed, though. Like, we're still this is this is a, a marathon, not a sprint, you know? But a lot of people in my life, especially the guys I've dated, have been super fucking jealous of me. And, you know, that was my mo- my mom, honestly, from, from my existence was always jealous of me. And so it's like, I know it's a manifestation of that. But but it's like now the people in my life like genuinely like want me to win and like want want to help me fill up my plate without just like eating off of it, you know, so it's like, first of all, I don't fuck with people like I really don't I'm like, I'm like, I need to get more gym equipment. So I don't even have to go to the gym. Like I have I literally have gym equipment in my house. But it's like, you know, there's certain things but it's like, I am I realize I live so much of my life disassociated. And now that yeah. I'm so much more embodied, like I just I'm so attuned to energy where I'm like, I feel these people fucking like staring at me and like giving me these like weird vibes and shit, you know, and it's like, I'll be fucking covered up too, you know, and I know with even just having tattoos, especially where you live and stuff too, I live in like Pleasantville (laughs) fucking suburbia, you know, where it's like, I'm, I'm like, I'm not trying to steal your husband. (laughs) Yeah, it's like you have to put on a trash bag and like a bag over your head just to like pretend not to exist and people will be like she just wants attention (laughs) I'm like I want to be at home right now with my fucking cat (laughs) but here I am I had to buy some food like leave me alone so now that I'm aware that you were doing so much like pre-spike of OnlyFans do you think that attributed a lot to your OnlyFans success like migrating those long-term customers and fans no really Let me tell let me tell you because so for the first the first six like six months that I like was really posting on there. So this was back in June twenty nineteen. When it started and then with COVID and everything. Yeah, like celebrities getting on there and stuff. Yeah. So I, um, I'm very blessed with like having Snapchat. Like I was just in a network of women now that was like kick at one point, but now it's on Telegram. And so um, definitely was able to use that. So all these girls were like, oh, you know, you, I was like, I guess I'll get on OnlyFans, you know, because I was just very much in my journey. I was like, I'm just doing what I need to do to get by, you know. I'm like, I'm just trying to meditate <laughs> and buy some food, you know. Um, which is like very normal with all of that because it's like you're like fuck everything that I thought was true is like not true and like all that shit but I was never like well actually at one point I did start I was like I, I'm like I need to be a raw vegan influencer you know I need to do this <laughs> but but it was very much first of all I just was starting being raw vegan I felt like imposter syndrome but it was also I it was not out of love it was out of that I need to prove to myself I can do something besides sex work so it was inauthentic so I quit after after like consistent I had an ebook and all this shit I just quit I said, this is not what I want to do. So, okay. So fast forward, I did ayahuasca. And then, so I get back from doing all that. I had like my fucking dark night of the soul. And then I was like, all right, let's go. I said, let's get into fucking some coaching groups, you know, like always be learning. And it took a good two and a half months of being in, you know, I got one coaching group. The shit was shit. 
other one, this girl was just like a fucking sociopath and, you know, like very much like telling us to do telling us to do one thing if it's not working, like don't be complaining, just like very like abusive. But I linked up with another girl in there. And I was like, you know, what are what are you doing? You know, I remember at the time she was she was making like, say like 16k a month. And I was making when I was like, not really trying, I was making say like, not even $4,000 a month, you know, so I was like, Hey, what are you doing? She's like, first of all, I'm not selling sex tapes for $40. (laughs) You know, like, that was very much as other girls they with her, her um, model and everything. And so we just we would like mastermind with each other, you know, we became very close. And so just like progressively just finding like what worked for me, because not everything works for everybody. And it's really but at the end of the day, it's about training your customers, you know, so I was I've always I mean, now I have a big Instagram, but I was like very much like an internal promotion. And I still am now like I spend a lot of money on promo and everything. So it was just creating my fan base from that and growing it and then just progressively just more and more. And then I started sexting. And then that's the thing at the time I got my my second boob surgery. It was the same time that I started sexting. It was the same time that I, you know, basically, I look at the subs of like, who's following you and then you can, you know, follow expired people as an email list I had followed back back in the day when they would let us follow a lot you know I I think it was like 20,000 more people so I just expanded my email list so all at the same time which is kind of like my pattern because I'm not going to sit here and change one thing and then measure it like I don't have time for that shit you know like maybe testing yeah it's a lot yeah so it's like at that same time like I doubled my income you know so it's like I couldn't say I it was not my boobs that's the thing you know it's like everybody has what they got like but it's like it's like use what you got and and go with it or fucking change it you know and that's and that's you know kind of back to what you asked in the beginning and brought up you know I never um when I got my first boob job it was very much like I had double d's so it was like I'm like I just I just need my boobs a little bit more happy you know they've been they've been through it you know so Mm -hmm. I got like a lift and like implants so they didn't really get much bigger but then I just was like I'm like, I'm like, I, I'm not even kidding. I was dating this guy who conveniently was really into like really big tits. And I literally go to like over one day was when I started making fuck dude. Like, I think I was making like $45,000 a month or something. You know, like I think it was like my first month I had made that much. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I said, you know what? I just want some really big boobs. And I said, I've, I've meditated on this. I thought about it. I'm like, is it this just, I want it because of the industry. But I was like, no, like I really just want some like big old anime titties, you know? So literally within a couple of weeks, like this is like beginning of COVID too. And I was planning on moving to California and everything. Um, I went out and got my surgery. Literally, I think three weeks later, I moved to California. And, you know, as I said, I doubled my income and just, 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 you know, extremely focused. And, you know, I could say, and that's all she wrote, but I mean, it's been the, the market's always changing and everything like that. Um, and then, yeah, so I've had, I've had four, uh, three surgeries on my breast. I've had, um, butt implants, it's called a supercharged BBL. So it's like BBL, butt implants. Um, anyone listening, don't get a fucking BBL unless you're thick, you know, I, <laughs> because I gained 10 pounds and then I fucking, I lost that weight and I lost most of the results yeah. and I actually, I'm going to get surgery again. Um, but just different implants because I'm so small. So that's why I did implants as well. Um, and then just like fillers and stuff like that. I am having a little bit of work done on my face, like nothing crazy. Um, but it's, it's to me, it's, I'm not like, it's not like, oh, 
someone with addicted or anything. To me, it's all metaphysical. It's all ritualistic because a couple months ago, you know, everyone's like, a lot of my fans are really into that, you know, the bimbofication. And they're like, you don't have anything else planned. You get, first of all, I'm not getting bigger tits. I'm not, like, that is not, like, I'm not. And they, it actually grosses me out when guys, because I'm like, do you, first of all, these bitches are heavy. Have you ever, have you ever had major surgery? It's fucking a shit show to fucking recover. You know, like, it's, this is not, you know, but I do have, you know, bimbo queens in my life where it's like, that's what it is. Like, they want the bigger tits and everything. But I actually have a friend who she said she got boob greedy. And she's like, my my ideal CC was like fucking like, I mean, what did she say? I think, um, I don't, okay. So she's at 2,700. I think she said like 2,300 CC. And in comparison, mine are at 1,400. So that's not, that's not my thing. Wow. But to me, it's, it's, it is an instant expression of self-love. And like right now it's like, I'm at a place where it's like, I'm calling in these new versions of myself. And like part of that is doing these like slight kind of just tune-ups where it's like, I love myself so much and I do fully accept myself, but it's like, because I'm at that happy place, like I feel comfortable making these changes that have been like called into my energy field. It's almost like chiseling at like a goddess statue, you know, and the fact that we're always a work in progress, but also a masterpiece at the same time. And to me, like, you know, back in the day, they didn't have hair dye, you know, and then it became available and people changed their hair. And, you know, as time goes on and we evolve, you know, surgery becomes more tangible or affordable. And it's just it's a new normal and people project what they're not comfortable with. But at the end of the day, the best way to love someone is to just let them be themselves. Like, Exactly. <laughs> and th- and that's what it is too. It's like, you know, and it's like whatever you fucking believe in. Like obviously I believe in God. So it's like to me, it's like this is just like our avatar. And mm-hmm. it's to me, it's just like it's like and if, this is a fucking video game, it's a simulation. It's like, oh, I'm just gonna change my little avatar, you know, because this is better representing like who who I'm becoming into this world, you know, not like who I want to be now. But it's like just part it's all part of the manifestation and creating those containers to to up level, you know. And that to me, that's like the whole entire point of being on this earth school is just to continue to up level and whether it be, you know, physically, spiritually, monetarily, or anything like that. And that and that's what's so beautiful about, you know, especially with like OnlyFans, is like we are able to really like use that as like such a manifestation tool and to call that's what I tell girls I said first like I'm not one I saw you post the other day where you're like I'll do this shit when I'm old too with your little thing I was like (laughs) I said yes queen who fucking cares but it's also like at this point in time like how big you know specifically OnlyFans is and subscription sites in general is that like why not strike when the iron's hot like you can literally set up generational wealth I mean if you're doing the right investing aka Mm -hmm. crypto but um, you can set your fucking self up for the rest of your life for your fucking kids life and shit like that with like using what we have now. So it's like, to me, it's like, why would I not utilize this fucking gift from God, you know, like myself, but like, but only fans. Yeah, I was on a podcast yesterday. And I, I said something about some, I don't know, a, a goal or something I accomplished. And he was like, and the people buying food stamps watching you getting, you know, jealous or whatever. And I was like, but here's the thing about sex work. Like you can be disabled. You can be a colored person. You can be any gender. You can be trans and find a niche and do it from home and like change your life. Like no one's telling you you can or can't. Like I understand why people don't do it, but I was like, this isn't just catering to, to white women in a way. Like there's there's so much out there and it's usually the thing that people bully you for that you can niche on like I know you're like with your burping and like the biceps I'm like I love that shit it's so weird 
It is, yeah. And I wouldn't have known that unless I was, you know, webcamming and guys were like, can you flex? Can you burp again? And then you're just like, what? Like this this was not the brand I was going for. But that, that's what is like I said earlier, where it's like, you know, especially with, yeah, webcam is like, honestly, the best way to kind of figure out your demographic, because it's like, it's just like that instant feedback. And that's what it is. I'm so glad you brought that up, though, because it's like, and I know you experienced this too, it's kind of like pretty prison at the same time, though, you know, where it's like, sometimes I'm like, I, I wish I was, you know, in a certain different demographic, where it is that more like niche stuff. And it's like, mm-hmm. I think in my head right now, a handful of my my amazing, beautiful girlfriends, but they're, you know, BBW or they're literally 40 something years old, not in shape, really not that physically attractive, Mm -hmm. making more money than me because they are fucking confident. And that's the thing too. I feel with the pretty prison thing, sometimes guys want something that's like more attainable, you know, Mm -hmm. like it's like, or then on my hand, like they want that fucking like bimbo dream. But it's also too something I always give advice or it's like, be like, be a person, you know, the more that I have been, that's the thing. I mean, I'm climbing back up. I'm, I'm almost 0.021%, but I was 0.01% for like seven months back in 2021. And, but it's just, the site was different then, you know, mm-hmm. and like, I'm very grateful to have gone back down because like now going back up, I have so much more gratitude for it. And to me, it's just I'm so much more, um, I don't want to say involved, but just like aligned with it. And but it's been like, you know, I grew my Instagram and I'm creating more of a brand. And it's like, I have so much more purpose now than just like, mm-hmm. oh, cool. Like I make a bunch of money on OnlyFans. So it's like when I when I quit this, you know, I hate using the term exit strategy, but it's like my exit strategy is still going to be my brand. You know, like mm-hmm. I started making Making, I started my YouTube like a year ago and now I'm doing a lot more like crypto, like health and just like edutainment as they call it Um, because I'm with this like really cool marketing company now that like they believe in me and they believe in my intelligence and they're like, you can still wear your little fucking slutty clothes, but just like talk about things of value because when people, as you know, too, it's like when, yeah, when, yeah, exactly. When you teach your audience something, they will, they will be your fucking audience for a lifetime compared to just, you know what I mean? Like you're t- you, shaking titties only does so much for somebody so when the only fans guidelines changed was that last year or the year before uh that was 2021 what did you do girl i was literally two days about to have fucking surgery i literally was like i don't have time i said i don't have time to be stressed out about this right now but um i yeah i remember it was it was very it was i literally was kind of put into that's like the kind of fight or flight where i was like i don't have time to react to this right now you know but i remember like waking up and at what you know a couple days because it was only a couple days that we all thought that was going or like a week I think mm-hmm. but I remember like waking up and just having to like grind in the way that I used to have to grind I remember just like crying I was like I don't want to do this shit you know but I will I said but I said I did this once I can do it again you know and I still have like my fansly and shit like that and unfortunately I don't work it the same way that I do because it's kind of you know put your energy into so what working. is yeah, what's working? Don't fucking put all your energy into fifteen thousand fucking different things. Um, but yeah, at, at the end, at, at the end of the day, that's what I'm like. I have a network. I have, you know, I'm not gonna fucking not be able to pay rent next month or anything. You know, I'm like, I'm if I can do it from a place of survival, I can do it from a place of you know being good already. So. I love that. It was definitely a what the fuck moment. And I felt the exact same way. Like I've turned nothing into something before. So I like give yourself credit. You're capable, you know, yeah. <laughs> like maybe you were getting a little too comfortable. But let's talk about the fucking uh, the crypto diversifying your income, because with the bank's 
kind of sort of collapsing. <laughs> People were not trusting crypto. And is it something you still firmly believe in? I I have a, my fair share of Bitcoin through Cash App and I it's just sitting there. And sometimes I worry about it, but I'm like, I guess it's okay. I don't, I just there. <laughs> First of all, fuck Bitcoin. So yeah, let me break. I honestly just started getting into this recently, but I'm very, very passionate about it, like defunding the banks. Because first of all, they're fucking using all of our money to buy crypto. That's what's like fucked up is like they're literally like, oh, fuck crypto. But I'm like, well, then why are all these corporations? Why are these countries literally spending all of their money to to buy cryptocurrency? So the, the difference is, though, is that the reason I say fuck Bitcoin is because Bitcoin is still a centralized uh, economy okay. where it's, you know, if you don't know. um, So basically, it's that, you know, you have like one person or like a group of people that are in charge of everything compared to a decentralized where it's like the people are actually involved with it. So that's why, like, I'm personally part of Fi Network, which is like what I stand for because it's decentralized automatized auto automatized uh, automatized yeah something like that big um, words are hard yes. <laughs> um economy so it's like every that and that's okay there's so much i could say but at the end of the day the reason inflation is happening is because the government keeps printing money that has nothing backed up from it it's not because of you know this happened or that happened no it's because the government's fucking us over you know and i'm like i'm I'm not one of those like, fuck it, but I am like, fuck the government because they literally are like, I could send you this clip where I'm not even kidding in Congress. I just saw the other day, this guy's like, yeah, these fucking crypto bros, literally this guy said, these crypto bros keep, you know, just creating money. But you know, we do that too, but we're the government. So it's okay. And I'm like, the things that these people fucking say, like, you know, and it's, that's the thing. So yeah, crypto is literally just money that is created, but it actually has value behind it. And that's the thing. It has a level cap. You know, it has mm-hmm. money cap or whatever. <laughs> it has the money cap. So it's like, it actually has value. And it's like once, you know, once all that money is bought up, like they, you don't just keep creating crypto. So the whole, like, that's the thing. Fiat, which is like, you know, re- re- regular money or whatever, mm-hmm. not digital currency. Um, is it's an agreement, you know, at the end of the day, it's just a fucking piece of paper that we agree like this has this value on it. And like, that's what crypto is. But crypto is actually backed up by value, you know, by the technology and by and that's the thing too, is like on the blockchain, you have to be like very real with like what you're spending your money on. So all these fucking dudes spending money on like pedo shit or fucking, you know, all this other shit, they're not going to be able to hide that anymore. So what I've compared it to is that we're so like, it's like being in an abusive relationship. And we're so used to like how the banks ran And, you know, like literally, you know, especially as sex workers, the banks can literally just shut our fucking account down. You know, like if you have your money into cryptocurrency, into a decentralized economy, they can't do that. They literally cannot touch your account. They can't see how much money is in your account or anything like that. So it's like all of us are so used to how the banks are. We're just like, oh, this is normal. You know, it's just so it's so normal for this shit to be going on or for them. Like I'm literally you know, getting questioned of like, what's this? Why you want to take money out of your account? Because it's my fucking money. Why do I have to tell you what it's for? I had that issue too. I was like, it's going to take a week for just that much? Hmm. Yes. And they're like, oh, are you sure? Are you sure you don't want to cash? No, I want cash. That's why I'm here. Like, shut the fuck up, you know? And that's the thing too. People are like, oh, digital currency. I said, you literally use digital currency now, like your bank, like our debit cards, you know? So it's like, to me, it's like, there's so much fear around it because obviously it is the unknown, but this is literally the future. This is 
where it's going. Like our economy is going to have to totally collapse and it's going to be going into Web3. It's going to be going into the decentralized autonomous economy because that's where it's safe. Like it's literally part of the ascension and it's part of like, we're meant to have this. Like what? Like it's literally like that where it's like, no, this is too good to be true. But it's like, no, this is like where we're supposed to be going, where everyone's like the world's going to shit. But it's like, no, actually we have like more love and more connection and more resources to ascend to a higher level of consciousness than we ever have mm-hmm. before. And like crypto is so much a part of that. So it's like I before was like, you know, kind of questioning of it. But that's like really following my intuition where I'm like, I don't trust first of all, my financial advisors that literally lie to me, you know, my fucking account that literally fucking lies to me because they make money off of my fucking money, you know, like all of this shit where it's like, or I could put it into crypto, where also crypto, you can actually fucking that's why I say you can actually create that generational wealth instead of putting your money in a fucking 401k that you can't touch till you're 59 and a half years old, and is growing like by 2% each mm-hmm. fucking year. And then it's like, you still got to pay taxes on it. And all of this, like, this is like, not how we're meant to be living life. And that's what it does. I literally had somebody on Twitter tell me they're like, I'd rather be home than buy into digital uh fucking money i said you're gonna be homeless bro like this is the future you know like it's gonna be like a good like three to seven years before this is like completely how it is but this is where we are going yeah i i i don't put my money in accounts anymore that doesn't that like strikes me for taking it out you know because having a business and you need cash for x y and z because everything's unpredictable so it's been a, a learning experience and i got that red flag from one of my i guess he was a financial advisor but it was like oh i want to you know go down a tier and it was like oh cuz it's affecting him he doesn't want that to happen huh do you have my best interest my guy no <laughs> that's what i'm like why how are y'all on vacation so much like we, i'm we not need- on vacation like that <laughs> We need like an investing for sluts program. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, actually, and later this summer, I am going to be opening up coaching again. It's going to be going over, you know, the important marketings, marketing (laughs) and cryptocurrency, you know, obviously, and then like the tactics that I use to, you know, create that like that constant cash flow. So it's like you can put the majority of your money in investment and let it grow for you for the future and then just focus on the cash flow. Mm -hmm. Um, But like, because yeah, I literally I'm not even kidding. I had my accountant tell me when I told him what these financial advisors are having me do with a certain situation that he recommended these financial advisors. He said, well, that's what happens when you trust people with your money. I said, you shouldn't be saying that to me. (laughs) I said, glitch in the matrix. You shouldn't be saying that to me, you know? (laughs) Where can we find you on socials? Um, so I need Bella.com has all of my socials, but um, Spiritual Bimbo, the zero, the O is a zero. Um, you know, any fellow sluts on here, reach out to me on Instagram if you're interested yes. in any coaching or anything like that. Like I said, I'm gonna be opening up a different container later this year. But I'm still I'm, I, I've always just kind of done individual coaching, but I know I can reach, you know, better reach doing it in more of a group setting and, and utilizing all these tools that I'm still, you know, really absorbing and everything like that. But Overall, I need Bella.com has all of my shit, you know, so definitely hit me up. Beautiful. I need Bella.com. That'll be linked in the show notes. Bella, thank you for giving us a peek in your pleasure chest. I wish you all the orgasms and success and we'll see you later. Bye. 
Thank you for listening to another episode of the Slutpreneur Podcast. If you want to keep the show going and growing, make sure to leave a five-star review. Shop my merch and eBooks at professionalgoddess.com. Use code SLUT at checkout for a little surprise. My book, Slutpreneur Secrets, is now available on Amazon. Go check it out. Have a question, episode request, or want to be a guest on the show? Email my team via management at professionalgoddess.com. And lastly, if you want to get all up inside me, subscribe to my premium content on OnlyFans at professional slut.com. All these links and other socials will be in the show notes of this episode. And most importantly, thank you for subscribing to the show and I will talk to you next week. Bye slut.